and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, Simon here with Fraser, and we're also joined by Sammy from the Proud Yellow Supporters Group. Hello, gents. How are we? Hello. All good. All good. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, we're going to talk uh, to Sammy about the uh, the new supporters group that's kind of launched in the last week or so. We'll we'll review Blackpool and Wigan, uh, the women's game against Pompey, and we'll preview the Wickham game and the Northampton game. Um, so I guess yeah. First first of all, it's it's bit of bit of media this last week or so with the with the club announcing you know the the, uh, the collaboration if that's the right word and and um and a radio oxford interview i think today so i mean tell us a bit about the uh, about the group yeah it's, it's been it's been a busy week for sure uh, a busier week than i expected i didn't expect it to as many people to be like oh can i have an interview so it's wonderful it really really is um proud yellows came about because um i couldn't find an active support group for oxford united um I play for an inclusive team myself um, as part of a league called the GFSN, which is the Gay Football Supporters Network. Um, before playing for them for the last two years, I'd never actually met another gay football fan. Um, I knew I couldn't be the only one, but I hadn't ever come across any others. Um, I play with um, various people who um, are part of various supporter groups, whether that be Gay Gooners, Pride of Irons, um, or similar. And... I had a big search for an Oxford one and there wasn't one. So um, I am denied for a little bit, but I thought, why, why am I not setting it up? So um, it was a, it was a slow few months, a, a, a very slow solo project uh, for a while. But um, the club were fantastic. And yeah, here we are. Is it a, a growing sort of group, Sammy? Do you have... Yes, I've had a great response, uh, which, is, which is fantastic. I mean, it was, like I said, a solo project for a long, long time. Um, and then uh, Paul, who was in the launch video with me, um, got in touch a few weeks before we launched. So that was great that he could come along to the training ground and be part of the launch, which was fantastic. Since then, um, I've had about nine emails from people of interest, which is fantastic. Um, these supporter groups always do start a bit slow. Um, I, it's the same with any supporter group. They start slow and then when they see members, it builds traction and more and more people want to join. Um, I lit I had a Zoom call just before this with people and I was spoken to other people throughout the week. So we are getting a lot of interest. People are wanting to get involved, which is brilliant. So we're growing much quicker than I thought, and hopefully we will continue to grow. And did you literally just take it to the club and they jumped on board straight away? Was it was that quite a quick process? Uh yeah, the the club were amazing. Um it originally came about. So um a year ago, uh there's a football versus homophobia five aside tournament every year. And uh, the team I play for were entering, but I knew that um, the Gay Gooners, uh, Proud Lady Whites, Pride of Irons, the Rainbows from Lake Orient were all entering teams. I thought, oh, I've got a couple of weeks, let me contact Oxford, see if there is a group and see if I can enter a team. And there wasn't a group established. And I was like, well, if there's no group established, there's no chance I'm going to be able to establish one and get a team involved straight away. Uh, but that was kind of the the start of it. That was the where it really started. So then from there, the club knew I wanted to do it. Uh, passed me over to Andy, who's the supporters liaison. And he also got the supporters panel involved. And it kind of rolled from there. So they all kind of guided me as much as they could. 
um, with who to speak to at the club. And then as soon as I got a contact at the club, um, who has been absolutely incredible, um, it's kind of really, really rolled fast. And they put a lot of plans into place to get me to the training ground, to film interviews and get going. So what started off as a very slow solo project with, I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing, to be honest. Um, yeah, as soon as the club got involved, which was amazing, as soon as I had their backing, it it snowballed. It was it was crazy. Yeah. And do most English clubs have, have a, a group like this now? There are quite a few supporter groups. I mean, a lot of the Premier League teams will have them um, and do have them. Um, they have much bigger fan bases. Um, but there are a lot of, especially EFL teams, there are a lot of us that... Uh, that do exist. I think there are 12 active, I will have to check that statistic, but I think there are 12 active League One support groups. I'm involved with Oxfox and I, you, what you said there was, you know, you went having a look, is there a supporters group? No, there's not. So I'll set one up. And I think that's yeah. kind of, you, you know, you're not going to sit there and wait somebody else to do it because they won't do it. It's, you you know, when you've got that kind of drive to do it, I mean, fair play. I think that it's, it's very, it is very easy to kind of, okay, I quite like the idea of of this group or that group or whatever it might be, but I'm going to let somebody else do it. Actually, no, you've you've kind of set it up and and, and run with it, and I, you know that's you know highly commended. Um, like Fraser said it, it's been mainly positive, um, but obviously some negative. I, I I found that just sort of on a tweet that I put out saying you know great having seen a couple of tweets mm -hmm. earlier and, and the response to that, it was kind of like, it's it's a brilliant initiative. Hope it goes well. But having seen some replies to, to your tweets, there's still a way to go. And, and you know, yeah. there is there is still a way to go. You know, I, I think football has become more inclusive, you know, in many ways. But that doesn't mean that there, there's there's not, you know, there's not a way to go still. No, there's, there's definitely still a way to go. We have come on leaps and bounds. I can't say that we haven't, but there is definitely still a way to go. And like you say, a lot of these comments prove that there's still a long way to go. Um, and a lot of these negative comments um, prove why the group needs to exist. Yeah. Um, it gives us visibility. It gives us a voice. It starts conversation. Um, and I said this on the BBC interview, conversation um, is brilliant because conversation leads to education and education is key. I am always, always, always more than happy to chat to anybody, regardless of their view, uh, because people's perspective can change. If you chat to someone and just realise that we are just people, we are just football fans, um, and your slurs maybe aren't needed, whether they are any sort of bigotry, um, we are. We all support the same thing, which is Oxford United or whatever football team it is. So the more visible we are, the more conversation happens. And but like you say as well, the amount of support we've had from from all the posts and stuff has been incredible. Um, and I didn't expect to have so much interaction, especially on the posts that Oxford put out about it um, on their Instagram had an incredible amount of likes and comments. So 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 quickly compared to all their other posts as well. So it's just nice to know how much support we have from the fans around around Oxford. And it does seem mad, doesn't it, that, you know, saying about sort of changing attitudes there, that there's still, there's, I don't know how many footballers in England have actually come out. I don't, it, it's it's very small, isn't it? Um, it can you see that changing in the game um, as, as quite soon or? 
Um, I would hope so. Absolutely. I mean, you you do see the odd person coming out. Uh, we have the young lad from Blackpool. Honestly, it, it makes a world of difference to to young people in the country. Um, growing up, you people have role models. So if if someone with high profile were to have the courage to, to step forward, the amount of people they help is incredible. Um, for for me, growing up, I didn't really have anyone to look up to. Um, schooling was very different. Sex education was very different. It wasn't spoken about. Um, we still had laws in place with all of that. So for for the younger generation, especially with social media, looking up and having big role models, if someone were to step forward, no matter what club it was, um, if, if, a, if a first team player were to ever do it at any club, it would be incredible. Um, do I see it in the next few years? Probably not, but hopefully within the next ten would be would be fantastic. We've still got a bit of a way to go, I think, for people to feel comfortable to do so. Um, there is still a lot of hate within within football communities, as as we've seen. But I think I think we'll get there. I, I definitely believe we'll get there, and I believe um, that someone will eventually take the courage to come forward, or more people will take the courage, because obviously people have already, so more people will take the courage to come forward, and it will help a, a massive, massive amount of people. It's interesting, you mentioned, you know, a, not necessarily, it's not really a football, it's a society problem, you know. That, yes, that, oh, you absolutely. Know, it, it's, it, it, football fans are, it, it's one of these things when, when when you say about football fans, you know, people are, you know, trying to build the new stadium and people in Kidlington or people against it say, oh, Christ, you don't want football football fans coming into Kidlington. Oh, my God. And it's kind of like, well, you look at the, the political or, you know, the, the, the spread of, of football. Fact, we, we reflect society, you know, and within oh, that will be, you know, every race, creed, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, it, and it's something... You know, you say about that sort of visibility of of a of a, a, a you know, an out gay footballer in mm. in the men's game. The women's game seems to function perfectly well with with you know plenty of out lesbian women players. You know, and this it's, is it. It's no one's like, to bat an eyelid. No, no, it's it's uh, it's that kind of difference in in attitudes maybe to the the, the supporters of women's football. You know, because again, there are. I would imagine the Venn diagram of of people who think women shouldn't be playing football is probably a similar. It's a, it's a it's the same circle as people who think you know there shouldn't be gay footballers. So it's you know, they, they are, but I think the the women's game growing as it is perhaps might have an influence in in that respect. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's it's all about visibility and people talking about it. Um, and just to mention the women's game like like you say there are a lot of people that were like women shouldn't be in football the women's game game has grown so much over the last few years and it's continuing to grow and people are changing their mindsets about it and enjoying it a lot lot more so if that can continue and there are more out players there then again it just helps everyone across the board so how did uh, Oxford United start in your life, Sammy? Uh, well, born and bred Whitney, definitely. But I remember coming home from school at a young age um, and asking my dad who I supported because people in my class were talking about supporting Man United and Arsenal. Um, and I said, oh, Dad, who do I support? And I was told very firmly <laughs> that I support <laughs> Oxford United. And that was it. There was no other team that I was going to be allowed to support. 
Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, I love the fact that I support Oxford and I don't have a Premier League club. A lot of, do you know when people ask you and you say, oh, who do you oh, support? Yeah. You say Oxford United. And you get, who's your Premier League club? Uh, my answer is always Oxford United in a few years' time. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Absolutely, yeah. Or back in the 80s, yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. There we yeah, are. Yeah, we've been there. Been there before. So, uh, in terms of getting in touch with the group, uh, Sammy, what what do, what do sort of fans do if they want it? Is that just reach out to you directly or...? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can contact me via email, uh, which is proudyellows at gmail.com or um, on Twitter and Instagram at proudyellows. Um, if you do want to get involved, please, please, please do get in touch. Um, I also really want to emphasise that um, it is not a closed gate community. Um, if you are part of the LGBTQIA plus community or whether you're an ally, anyone can come and hang out with us. Anyone can come campaign with us. <clears throat> anyone um, can watch games with us. Um, I want it to be an open ended community and I really want to express to allies that you are welcome in uh, the more allies we have the more voice we have the more visibility we have so we really really aren't a closed gate group right let's let's talk a bit more about about football um and the and the last couple of games Blackpool away on Saturday uh, a one-all draw and we're gonna home on Tuesday night um and a 4-2 win um I didn't go to Blackpool. I did go to the Wigan game. I, uh, I was lucky enough to to be able to watch a bit of the Blackpool game because I was on the the Radio Oxford wasn't at the game show. Um, so I thought a, a much improved performance. I think we've been we've been talking about improved performances gradually as as the squad sort of gets back to nearly to full fitness. Um, but um, and and a great response to Luke, the the goal we conceded was a bit soft two players unmarked in the box from a corner and they score, but then we go more or less straight up the other end and, and get a not dissimilar goal. Um, so sort of in, in terms of the, of the Blackpool result, first of all, a, a, and their home form is fantastic. So a, a really good point, I think in the end, Billy Bowden's chance to win it as well. Oh, easier to score than miss there. Really. Oh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? I don't even, I still watch it and think it's gone in, but mm. um, kind of, hits the post and defies physics or something, goes somewhere. But um, yeah, I guess we talk about Oxford's equaliser first. I mean, Mark Harris is, mm. would we have said this not that long ago? He had a big sort of, was it 14 games he didn't score? And now suddenly he scored. I think um, it's seven and 10 games currently. Is yeah. that what it is? Wow, yeah. And if he keeps up that that kind of uh, that mm. kind of scoring record, there's no reason he can't push over 20 for the season. Um, suddenly this, this striker we've got, who I think everyone was kind of on the fence about, is... Uh, yeah, suddenly looking like a, a quite an asset, uh, and I guess we still haven't risked Will Goodwin, have we? He, um, play, you know, he played a few minutes at the end of the Blackpool game. Yeah, oh, and, okay. and and looked, uh, he was the target for the cross, really for the for the Bowden chance was was Goodwin mm. making the run oh, into okay. the box and and didn't quite get onto it. But uh, thought Matete in a sort of brief cameo at Blackpool looked looked really useful uh, and gave Brannigan the, the scope to go forward more. Yes, and I think that's going to be a really good asset for the rest of the season. If he can sit back and pass balls forward, it does give Brannigan that attacking edge that he has and we need from him, really. Um, we, we've seen it before. Um, when Brannigan's on the attack, he can be absolutely unstoppable. So if he can get more forward now, um, 
and rather than playing a holding mid, can go more attacking at times. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and, and he's, I think, what was the stat? He'd scored one goal from outside the box oh. after about 60-odd chances. There was a, yeah. a, a weird stat that they, they yeah. told him about. And They said this he, on the dub, didn't they? It was, yeah. um, he'd, was it 63 shots he's had from outside the box and one has gone in? Yeah. But, it, but what was funny is that when um, oh, what's he called? Defender on the dub. What's he called? Um, ben Ben Perkis. Ben Perkis. When he was saying this, you could tell he kind of realised he was straying into dangerous territory, <laughs> going after Brannigan. So he kind of stepped back a bit because he was like, "Oh, I don't really want to say much more than that," you know. But thought, yeah, careful, Ben, careful. <laughs> He's untouchable in lots of fans' eyes. <laughs> well, talking about Brannigan having shots from outside the box, the the. Uh, the goal on Tuesday, I'm trying to think, it was outside the box, wasn't it? The yes. goal on Tuesday. And the shot he had in the first half, which came back off the post. I was absolutely dead in line with it. And it seemed to come back on the same trajectory because it was almost like, is that, where's, the, oh, it's come literally straight back. Just one of those shots that doesn't curl in any way. It's dead straight, hits the post, dead straight back out again. And it was so unlucky. I think the crossbar's probably still rattling and moving from, from the shot because it was, it, really deserved a goal um but it, uh it was sorry. a rare moment in what was fair to say a pretty bad half of football that first half was a bit yeah. rubbish wasn't it yeah um, uh, and again uh, uh, conceding the first goal but but more or less immediately getting one back like we did at Blackpool I think it shows yeah. there's a bit of resilience in in the team now um you know to in those two games to to uh get goals straight back and Josh Murphy getting his First goal for us, is it? I think they said first league goal for us. I believe oh, he's. I want to say he scored in a in a EFL trophy game. Yes, he did, didn't yeah. he? I think, yeah, yeah. But um, but in, yeah, you're right. In terms of league goals, first mm. league goal, and I thought he he looked dangerous again. It's that the squad now allows him to play a half. You know, we we didn't see Tyler Bury on on Tuesday night. You know, and he's been no. one that's that's played really well since he's come in again coming in after not playing a lot of games. So the fitness is still needs to build up that fitness, but he's, he's been able to have now a kind of a week off between games to, to recover, etc. I think getting that squad depth is going to be so important for us now moving forward. Yes, absolutely. And I think, like you say, with, with Murphy back uh, and with Bury um, and with, and with Owen Dale now, the, the pace that we have down these wings and the the wings that we have that can cause a lot of issues. Um, I mean, like, when Murphy's on, you can't really catch him. And when he's, you can tell how much that goal meant to him and hopefully that just um, projects him to, to continue scoring and continue banging in um, crosses and stuff down that wing. And, and Tyler Goodrum, who perhaps with him playing a lot recently because of those injuries, all of a sudden he's got a bit of competition. He, you know, he probably yeah. had one of his best games for us on, on Tuesday night for a while. You know, he, he's only a, a young player, so we're not going to expect him to play brilliantly every week, but, but certainly Tuesday, he was, he was all over the place. Fantastic. In a good way. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of strange, isn't it? That, um, yeah, all over the place. It's funny. It's like one of those English expressions <laughs> that can yeah. mean completely opposite things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny with Goodrum, isn't it? Where 
we're all sort of quietly admitting to ourselves that he's a hell of a player. Nobody wants to say it because he'll inevitably get bought. Mm. But um, he's just signed a new contract, doesn't he? He's a real asset. And, and of course, you know, again, keep keep mentioning squad depth, but it's it's allowed Ruben Rodriguez, for example, to have a, a bit of a rest, come on and influence mm. the game in the second half, perhaps more than he has done for a few weeks, because we've been, there's probably been, I don't know, probably eight players that have been playing, you know, Rodriguez, Brannigan, McGuane, Elliot Moore, Kieran Brown and Mark Harris have been playing 90 minutes pretty much solid every single week. And it's it's kind of taken its toll. You know, you can you can look at performances and go, well, they have dipped a bit. And it, it, I think I think being able to rest those players, those influential players now and 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 manage game time and 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 bring like I say Rodriguez came on on, on Tuesday and, and really influenced the game. I think it will I think allow Des to 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 show what he how he wants to play because it has been a mm. a kind of a little bit of a, a a social media thing perhaps or a fan comment thing over the last few weeks is how does he what's he want to play? I can't see a plan. But I think we we're now starting to see the kind of football that he wants to play. The club have put a lot of faith in him. I think there's a lot of things um going right at the moment. And you know, he just needs time. This is we're a broken record with this, but we, you know, Michael Appleton's first season was a disaster and he was given time and and uh confidence that he could get it right, and then Christ did he get it right. So, you know. He just, that's that's all he needs. And, um, you know, it's a process and we'll get there. I hope he does now. I'm going to look bloody stupid if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's definitely, he's talked about playing with wingers and playing with pace and, and with Murphy coming back and and, um, and Bury and, and Goodrum's not, you know, short of pace. And, and you know, it, it's, it is looking like we've, we've, we've got that, that width, that pace. Like you say, Will Goodwin, hasn't featured much yet, but he, he's apparently ready for, for Saturday at Wickham. And and perhaps that more physical side like Wickham might suit him more than than um, than it would Mark Harris. Although how are you dropping Mark Harris at the moment? Like you say, Phrase, he's oh, sorry, Sammy, you know, seven in ten. It's it's a it's a fantastic record. Um and yeah, he, he's I don't know who who would you start with Goodwin or or stick with Harris. I think you have to stick with Harris whilst he's in form, um, and bring on Goodwin later on, or you or we go wild and we start both. <laughs> oh, <imagine. laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I know. I totally agree with Sammy. I think there's that there's no better thing for a striker than confidence, is there? And and just to. It must just be a mental thing, just to be in the right place at the right time. It's not taking extra touches. We're just having the the confidence that you're in your ability, and it all comes with the with the form he's on, doesn't it? Um, it's the best thing to have is a is a confident, informed striker. Um, so yeah, we we surely have to start him. Although I can see the argument in Goodwin's. You know, Wickham are so physical, aren't they? Mind mm. you, I'm basing that on the Ainsworth here. <laughs> I'm just presuming that they still are. Um, I, yeah, I don't think they're nece- necessarily quite as as uh, as Jerome calls it. They're not quite as housery as uh, as Ainsworth teams. <laughs> but I think yeah. the, a lot of the players are still there. So yeah, they they're not going to have all of a sudden become Barcelona. Uh, it will be no. a bit more of a, a, a of a physical game. But I mean. 
that said, Harris certainly isn't um, sort of shy and retiring. He'll get stuck in. He, he might not have yeah. necessarily the height of Goodwin, but he'll he'll get you know put himself about, and um, yeah, it'll be it will be. I think it'll be an interesting sort of uh, um, uh, selection process or selection headache rather for for Des that we've now got players in most positions now you know mm. where there's a choice you know it, it, yeah you'll you'll start Brannigan you'll start Elliot Moore you you perhaps pick five or six but but around that it, it's very much a okay yeah not everyone is is guaranteed to start now because because that strength in in squad um which isn't good for us going into games because the opposition aren't going to go, well, they've only got, you know, 11 fit players. They'll start with them. We know what they're going to line up with and we can counter that. It it, it keeps everyone guessing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's, that's the best thing to have, isn't it? Um, in terms of Wickham, I had in my head that they uh, were having a terrible season. It's actually not quite as bad as I thought it was annoyingly, um, but they are down in 15th. Um, so, and they lost the last game. So, um, I don't know. It's um. It, it, I went into the Reading game thinking we should batter this lot today, and uh, yeah. it didn't quite happen. So I don't really like saying that anymore. But um, you you've got to feel we we we. I mean, you know, this is actually leads me on to Lee, so Liam, who's usually on the pod, he um passed on a couple of things he wanted to say. We said some of them already, but one left is that uh, basically the points for the rest of the season. So. 75 is basically the number we're aiming for to get into the playoffs. We're currently on 55 and there's 42 points left to play for. So we basically need half of the remaining points available. Um, and you, you've got to earmark Wickham for, for, for hopefully three of them. Um, you know, we've got Pompey away coming up. Um, and I think there's another tough, is it Bolton away or um, not far away? So I think we've, we've got to be looking at a win in this game. You, you would think so, wouldn't you? I mean, especially coming off of Tuesday, where we played so fantastic, especially the second half, played so fantastically, you could really see what we were trying to do. You would really hope that we carry that straight through to Saturday. And now, like you say, with depth in the squad, there is no reason that we can't be rotating and just making sure that we are winning these games that are the winnable games and getting those points to secure our playoff space. Yeah. yeah, And our record against them hasn't been oh, great recently oh. you know we, we had a period of time <laughs> no. where it was going quite well and I don't, i'm just sort of looking back and thinking was that the last so 20 december 2019 um was the last time we beat them beaten one nil i've really? got a feeling that was yeah that was the yeah and i'm thinking was that, that the, i, I confirm got sent off. getting well, sent off against john massinio uh, yeah I john massinio yeah. got him sent off, sent off. Yeah. yeah it was absolutely. it was we can say it now it was four years ago it yeah. was shocking and it was it was <laughs> never, he just wound him up and didn't he 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 tried to get him to re- react and he did yeah he, yeah he sort I of shoulder bashed him a little bit yeah and, a and then pushed him in the neck and it was yeah but yeah, it was it was a total stitch up by the yeah. Portsmouth manager. So so yeah, <laughs> so since that last one nil win, prior to that we'd won sort of a, a three. That was three the third of three on the trot. Since then, uh, obviously the 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 League One playoff final, um, you know, in front of no fans, um, and then oh. there's been two home draws against them, but uh, three defeats in between those two home draws. So really? yeah, time mm. time to uh, yeah get uh, 
get yeah, a, come on. another win at uh, yeah at Adams you, you've Park. got to think that we've got to win at some point so let's make it saturday law of averages <laughs> yeah, yeah. um actually just having mentioned adams park it's been renamed there's an apostrophe gone into adams park um in in memory of a, a, a 17 year old fan of theirs i think he was 17 who, who passed away recently um and I, I guess there'll be a perhaps a minute's applause but there's certainly i think marking um that on on saturday so i i would you know expect our fans to to uh honor that as well whatever happens during the game um there but uh yeah, I, I, it's a tough place to go. I've, I've not, yeah, I'm just looking at that. And yeah, I've not seen many wins there recently. One or two no. in the in the sort of in the fading memory. Um, but that might just be again a, a sort of a, a, a sign of okay, we've we've kind of shown that we can we can play some nice football. Can we also show that we're resilient and and you know stand up to that kind of Wickham intensity um, and and if if we can get a positive result there could really set us up to then play Northampton the following Tuesday again you know that's them beating us in the last minute at their place it's there's a bit of revenge there perhaps yeah that was a, a horrible moment earlier in the season um and it's <laughs> created by Danny Hilton as well of all people um but uh yeah so we do owe them one don't we and um yeah it'd be a uh, I think we need to look at six points here in the next in the next two games mm. if we're if we're serious about the end of the season. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what we've got to be looking at. Who's after that, Simon, on the Saturday? So after that, so yeah, so Wickham and Northampton, the twenty fourth of Feb, um, the following Saturday, late, late yeah, late oh. Orient at home, then the Pompey away, uh, Cheltenham at home, and then Bolton away. So yeah, over the next sort of five or six games, let's say. Orient are on a, a really decent run of form at the moment, um, yeah. so that won't be easy. Um, Cheltenham, Matty Taylor coming back, that's got the potential of a banana skin. So it's, you know, yeah. And, two, and just a small matter of Portsmouth away. Yeah, yeah. If they, if, <laughs> assuming that we'll have any fans there, because I haven't seen anything about the ticket sales yet. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the, we'll see. That's Well, Simon, you've got to understand the CRM system. Yeah. We're all well, I, with the CRM system. I, I, it, it, I mean, I, I, I kind of work in the industry a little bit where that's a, a term I'm aware of, but I was quite surprised when they sent the email out and said, oh, we're, we're doing this with the CRM system. And as if they expected every fan to understand exactly what a CRM <laughs> system was. And it was a bit kind of like, hmm. But it's yeah, it's it's still not fixed. There's no online ticket sales yet, so uh, it sounds like be... some sort of modern fancy football position, central right midfielder, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. central right <laughs> midfielder. <yeah. laughs> but it it might be that you've got a queue at the ticket office to get your Pompey ticket on Saturday and or Tuesday or whenever it might be, and there'll be like fifteen hundred people in a queue um, waiting to get old fashioned paper tickets rather than digital ones. But we'll 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 see. Go on. Sorry, no, sorry. I was going to say you might have been about to say. Anyway, I was going to say Electric Stadium. Um, yeah, which yes. is not uh, an eighties song. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Electric Avenue was, but they, yeah. yeah. Fair play to I know Fortitude Communications. Hi, Greg. Um, have have taken over a bit of the PR there, and it's it's certainly shown. You know, there's been some some interesting, you know, positive news stories. Not just regurgitated stuff, but the the safe standing was mentioned. Um, you know the number of safe yeah. standing seats, um, and like you say, Fraser, you know the whole 
fully electric and solar panels and and you know the rainwater recycling and all all of that sort of stuff well you know it's it's where i think every building has to go now you know it, it, why they don't put so so like a, a ranter now but why they don't put solar panels on new builds as a, a priority now it should just be okay you're building a new building it's got to have solar panels you know simple but it's certainly the club seemed to be really signing up and 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 very much in you know the whole green credentials of the stadium are, are looking really interesting yeah i think it is a great initiative i also think it helps planners get behind the club yeah. um, as well which is only only a good thing but it's a brilliant initiative um and in the long run it makes costs of the stadium a lot cheaper mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, renewables and, and, and all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point there, Sammy, is that I think they're trying to come up with so many different um, things to hand to the planners at the district council and say, you need a really good reason to reject this because uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing so much here that's um, that's that's in, in line with, you know, I guess the way the country's going. And hopefully we can uh, see a submission of the application soon i think we yeah. might because well i have no information on that i think we might because they've announced the fans forum and i'm presuming that they will not want to do that in front of fans who will be asking why haven't you submitted the uh application <laughs> yeah. <then?"> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's so, uh, a, it's an interesting point phrase i i have no inside information on that um but but certainly yeah that the uh the fans forum will be and if anyone's going to the fans forum you know obviously it will be tight, fairly tight with time. So, you know, we don't want, oh, been, you know, we don't need the biography of every fan who asks a question saying, I stood on the beach road in the 1980s and I've been going, no, just ask the question yeah. and, and crack on. Um, also, but, also yeah. right, look, I don't want, I don't want to be one of these people who, it's up to any fan what they want to ask, right? But could I make a suggestion that things like, are we buying a right back this summer? You can do that another time. Like we've got well, an there, hour and a half. There will with... be a, another fans forum with the manager or with, which Brilliant. is more, right. You we'll know, coach Faith. That's not in the, you know, the, we haven't got a, a date for that yet, but the, the, the plan is to have two a year. One that's a bit more about the, the business of the club with the chief exec and the CEO and the, all of, you know, chairman and that kind of thing. And another one that is more, yeah, what right back are we signing with yeah, with the manager? Yeah. So, so, yeah, you know, we've got a rare hour and a half slot with the chief executive, the chair, and maybe the head of marketing and ticketing. So, uh, and, and there's no um, vetting of questions. So they're allowing people to just, to just ask questions. So, you know, that's a rare opportunity. Take it because, you know, it's, it's not gonna, they don't come around very often. And, um, but you know, maybe there should be a vetting of questions because someone will, someone will say something <laughs> annoying like, "Who's your favourite Spice Girl?" <laughs> well, <right. laughs> well, didn't uh, when um, oh, oh Liam Manning's first interview, somebody asked him whether he whether he likes Scrumpy or or Clear Side. I'm not sure there was oh, a, there City. was a cider question. Yeah. He didn't uh, really know didn't what to him. say, did he? No, no, it kind of stopped it, him. He, he couldn't get his PowerPoint out and say, no. "Well, if you look at these uh, different areas of uh, uh, progression." <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, fans forum. If you've had a question the last year about the running of the club, you have an opportunity here. If you can get to it, it's not everyone will be able to. But yeah, Thursday, March the seventh, um, at the Kassam. Um, we have looked at other venues, but it just made sense to go somewhere where car parking wouldn't be an issue and if we get loads of people potentially you know space 
constraints might be might have been an issue so uh yeah fair play um provided the room free of charge as well which um i think shows there's a you know good a good relationship um certainly between our, ourselves in oxbox and, and the stadium company so yeah easy to get to everyone knows where it is um free parking come along and ask uh yeah ask your questions um relevant questions yes yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely <laughs> or anything like that <laughs> or, or even what color are the seats going to be i mean they will be yellow and blue i really hope yeah. so well you uh, say that you'd think the kassams would be but they're all blue yeah they, well yeah. yeah before we move on a quick hi tim um hi, tim. We haven't, haven't said hi to tim um uh but yeah i i, I talking in the new stadium and uh and women's football um so I've done the segue there, Fraser. You, you normally you lead me in with these, but that was that was that great. was glorious, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, the the women's team had a, a top of the table clash uh, at home on Sunday against Pompey, and uh, yeah, uh, a five-one defeat, which brought that winning run to an end. Um, will have certainly knocked the the sort of playoff ambitions. Um, I think that's kind of Pompey now. What are they? 11 points clear of us um so it's it's going to be tough we we we're now looking at them dropping points but um yeah it's we've got a, a a game next wednesday so tuesday night away at northampton for the men and wednesday at home against rugby borough down at court place farm wednesday night 7:45 kickoff so didn't make this game against pompey i was going to try couldn't make it but but certainly now with a with a couple of um Wednesday night home games. I, I shall go down and and uh, and support the the women's team. Um, sometimes you can, you find as well. So with the five one defeat, that a, a defeat, a humbling scoreline like that can be a good reset point um, to kind mm. of take stock and, and go again. Really. Um, so it's uh, yeah, there could be an opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, purely from a well, they want to finish the the, the season as 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 you know as well as possible um so that uh yeah so that's rugby borough on uh next wednesday um still got plans to do a a, a more kind of women's team focus pod at, at some point in the future which we uh we will do um any other business i don't know if there's anything i've well, uh, yeah, um, thank you very much, Sammy, for coming on. That's That was really great to hear about um, uh, Proud Yellows. And, and yeah, we've put the information out there as to how fans can, can get involved. But um, yeah, no, thank you. It was great to, great to hear all of that. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been brilliant. No, you're welcome back. Yeah, you much better contributions than me. <laughs> I'm, just I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd love to come back. If, if, you, if you want me again, I'll, I'll yeah. come back. Well... Yes, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll look at uh, we'll we'll uh, review the Wickham and Northampton games at some point next week. Hopefully, like you say, phrase six points would be lovely. Um, four would not be too bad. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's look at six, and and we're back in the playoffs as it as it stands. Um, and 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 really push on because you never know what might happen you know at one point we all looked at Peterborough and thought well they're going to be really going for it and then all of a sudden bang we're playing Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday all of a sudden it can be you know it's it's very easy to blow up quite quickly yeah. um and if if I think didn't uh, you, you mentioned uh Liam um you know he looked at that first third of the season being really good for us middle third maybe that is our blip maybe we've we've had that period where we've not been great and we're now moving on to to get him you know 
more wins than 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 draws and and defeats. But uh, we shall yeah. see. Um, I think I'm right in saying that in terms of the tough away days, I think it's only Pompey left now. Um, the others we've I mean, we've done Derby away, Barnsley away, Stevenage away. Uh, Peterborough away, they're all done. So um, yeah. a lot of teams have still got to go to those places. So um, yeah, we've got we've got that in our favour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Pompey and Bolton, um, and then beyond that, Port Vale, Shrewsbury, Burton, and Exeter. So it's it kind of feels like we're we are in that last third of the season. You you know we we've, we've got a number of home games. It's, where, where it's, it's fourteen games left. When did that happen? Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? It's, it was kind of like the start of the season went ridiculously quick. Then January yeah. January went on forever. And now it's like nearly yeah. the end of February and bang, end of the season. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, before we finish, if you want a really good laugh, um, Steve Evans complaining last week about, I mean, they should have had a penalty to be fair, but he starts his interview by saying, I'm not going to moan. And then it's like seven <laughs> minutes of infuriated <laughs> anger. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be worth it just to watch, yeah, Steve Evans yeah. being annoyed. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it very good, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, Fraser, thank you. Sammy, thank you. And, thank you uh, and until next time, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.